Yeah, I think a lot of it too has to do with what your traffic source is. Um, if you're going SEO driven um, and you're looking for those organic leads that are coming through Google, then you need to focus more so on the whole entire website itself, that whole homepage, the story that it's telling, as you said, Brady, as well as the hero section. The hero section is like what we call the hero section is that main call to action and, and the uh, form up there. Um, SEO traffic itself is more, as we said, like they're organic, so they're clicking past the ads. So they're more likely to read through the website and want to go through that story. And that's a high converting lead at that point. Hey friends, welcome back to the Caracast podcast by Cara.com, where we help investors and agents build businesses of freedom and impact. I'm your host, Brady Winder, and today I have with me uh, Brian and Chad with Motivated Leads. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. How's it going? Hey, thanks, man. It's good seeing you. Good, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a while. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you guys back on the show. It's going to be really good stuff today. Um, today, everyone, we're talking about website design and conversion month. Uh, it's website design and conversion month at carrot. And so go to carrot.com slash convert to get all our best resources on design and conversion. Um, but we're talking about this episode is basically going to be your design and conversion one-on-one. So if you haven't set up a website before, or maybe you've just set up your website, there's going to be a lot of the things you're probably not thinking about related to design and conversion. And there, and if you are thinking about some of the things like, how do I customize my website? Um, you might be not looking at them in the right light. Um, a lot of people usually approach websites from a design first approach. And we're going to talk about, um, why it might be a little bit different and what, Ultimately, what motivated sellers are looking for when they come to your website? What does that website need to look like to get you more leads and deals? Um, so that's going to be this episode. Um, the next episode, part two with Brian and Chad, it's going to be a, more of a two-one. We're going to go deeper into psychology, forms, colors, um, so the nitty-gritty of what makes a website convert well. And then later this month, we're going to do an episode all about uh, testimonials, how to get great testimonials uh, with Keith Sant and Bo Hollis, who have a million testimonials, and they're going to show you how they do it easily and how they use that to just crush their conversion. So go to care.com slash convert. But anyways, Brian, Chad, tell us, uh, for people who aren't familiar with you guys and motivated leads, tell us a little bit about what you guys, um, how you guys got started in real estate, but more importantly, what are you guys doing for investors that makes you qualified to talk about design and conversion? Yeah, sure thing. So we got, we got involved in real estate. We got involved in digital marketing. I got in about 2005. Chad, what'd you say? Probably like 2010, give or take? Yeah, somewhere around there. Like even like maybe a little bit later than that, 2012 or so. Yeah. And I was always SEO focused. Chad was uh, Facebook focused. So we were always dealing with like large national companies. And then uh, I bought my first rental property and I saw the wholesale fee. I'm like, geez, oh man, it's $15,000. <laughs> so I talked to Chad. I'm like, hey, what do you say? Let's let's toss up a carrot website and just see what happens. See if we can get our own leads locally because we were used to doing like more national stuff mm -hmm. and we crushed it. So that's where, that's where motivated leads came from. We're like, there's a big need in this space. Mm. So we came up with, uh, and that's where motivated leads started. We started an agency. That's yeah, I didn't awesome. even think in this, uh, in like little local markets, you could spend the way you could spend um, with like, bigger companies like Dish Network and all of this that we're spending thousands a day with. I was like, can these strategies apply to local markets? And that's what we did in Pittsburgh and uh, just took off for us getting more leads than we could handle. Interesting. G give me some, I know what this is about design and conversion, but I, I want a little bit of context there. You didn't think you could spend like you could spend. Um, what was that like getting started? 
Uh, yeah. So no, just always used to uh, handling like larger ad spends where you have companies yeah. that are spending ten, twenty thousand dollars a day at times, um, just mm -hmm. really pumping a lot of leads because it's a national product. It might be a national TV service, cell phone service, car, whatever it may be. Um, but those same strategies that we use there, actually, we applied them to a local market where you're just targeting Pittsburgh, for instance, 25 mile radius or Allegheny County. And having those learnings and applying those to a local market for us was just like, it just really took us out, blasted us out of the gates and um, worked really well for us. And we we're like, okay, there's legs here to like do this locally and start yeah. offering this out to other investors. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't think that it would directly transfer over, but that's cool. Yeah. You guys kind of accidentally stumbled upon wholesaling. <laughs> I love how well, you saw the wholesaling fee too. <laughs> Brian, Brian was investing in real estate forever and I was always trying to get in on it. I had to beg him for a little bit. I was like, I'll do anything and um, got me in on it. And then from there, I was just like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. That's cool. How many clients do you guys have right now? Or how many, how many markets are you in? Probably about 400. Okay. Nice, nice. So you guys are all over the U.S. So you guys have a, you guys imagine have a lot of data and insight into investors than probably a lot of other agencies. We do, yeah. We have a lot of data because because we get to look at. We only deal with real estate investors, so all of our ad spend is in one niche, which is awesome mm -hmm. because on Google, Facebook, we get to see all that ad spend and all that data back, and everybody gets to benefit from it. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll get into it. Um, uh, one other note, if, if you guys are new to the podcast and you haven't heard our, la our past episodes of Brian and Chad, uh, we did a series on Facebook ads a while back where we got really nitty gritty and we talk about some of that data that they have. So uh, go back, uh, care.com slash Facebook, you can find the podcast series. Um, but anyways, let's kick it off. Um, in simplest terms, what's conversion? Why does it matter? And how are you, how are you measuring it on your website? Yeah. So there are a couple of things you look at with conversion. So I look at it, you have a conversion, which is a lead. Somebody fills out a form on your website or calls you. You can call that a conversion. And then you can look down the pipeline too, like which it, how many of those leads are actually booking appointments and how many of those appointments are showing up and then contracts also. And we like to look at that more, more on the contract side and the deal side and then look back at the sources and the forms and see which ones, which sources are getting us contracts and which ones are getting us junky leads like people that just aren't serious um what do you think you got anything on that chad yeah just as brian said like a very high level of lead somebody that fills out a form on your website but that doesn't mean it's a good lead it could be a, it could be a bad lead they might not answer the phone call or might never be able to get a hold of them so like some people call that a conversion from a website standpoint but there's still conversions down the sales funnel as you go the ideal mm -hmm. is taking them from lead to sale or to contract sent, and then that's a true conversion. So when you're looking at it from just a marketing standpoint though, conversion to us is they filled out a form of the website. Right, okay, yeah, that's good context. So overall, the investor is focused on, you know, uh, really visitor to close, you know, from cold to close. Uh, for the sake of this conversation today, like Chad said, we're looking at uh, visitor to lead, you know, going, to the website and then they filled out a form or they interacted with you in some way, shape or form. They've converted into a lead. So at a high level, you know, we've got three things that we believe makes a high converting and a beautiful website. Um, you get the structure, you know, does it, does it flow well? Is it laid out in the right order? It makes sense. Easy to navigate. Uh, the story is telling the copy that's on there and the speed. So your structure, your story, your speed. Um, what do you, in your guys' eyes, what makes a, a high converting website? What have you found? 
I found a, a couple things. Number one, you have to get the right people to the website. And if you get them there, the messaging. So the thing I like about Carrot is up in the hero section, you have a strong call to action and you make it really easy for people to fill out the form. So that's one thing that helps out a lot. Um, what do you think on that, Chad? Yeah, I think a lot of it too has to do with what your traffic source is. Um, if you're going SEO driven um, and you're looking for those organic leads that are coming through Google, then you need to focus more so on the whole entire website itself, that whole homepage, the story that it's telling, as you said, Brady, as well as the hero section. The hero section is like what we call the hero section is that main call to action and, and the uh, form up there. Um, SEO traffic itself is more, as we said, like they're organic, so they're clicking past the ads. So they're more likely to read through the website and want to mm -hmm. go through that story. And that's a high converting lead at that point. Now, if you're going like from a paid traffic standpoint where you're Google ads, Facebook ads, that, that, uh, that seller themselves are going to act different, differently. Typically, they're searching directly, trying to find companies to buy their house fast for cash, whatever it may be. So they don't really care so much about um, the story, everything that's behind it. And that hero section is going to be like your strongest point there where it has to have a strong call to action and a form up there. And uh, Carrot does that great because you still form up in two different steps, which allows you to capture that front end lead and then that back end information. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. It's helpful context to know where where the lead is coming from. Uh, it really affects how much or how little information you need on the website to convert them into a lead, what they might be looking for, what they don't really care about. Um, so we got structure, story, speed. We're kind of glossing over these because really, I mean, the truth is Carrot does a lot of these out of the box for you. Um, you you know, that's the beauty of Carrot is, I didn't intend for this to be a sales pitch, but um, basically you don't need to worry about where does this page need to live? Where does that page need to live? How many paragraphs do I need on that page? A lot of that is already built in for you. Um, Brian and Chad, as far as structure, as far as like text forms. So let's say from an SEO standpoint, is there anything you're making sure is on the website or anything particular you're looking at as far as flow of the website that you want to see on there? You know what? They The carrot sites come out pretty, pretty nice out of the box on structure wise for SEO. Same with the content. Um, one thing to talk, to talk about different websites also carrot out of the box is comes out with all the different things built in right um i see a lot like we have a team that could build custom websites for us on all different platforms and carrot seems to convert really well and it's really easy out of the box it has the about us the testimonial section the blogs everything like that so from the seo standpoint it works really well yeah I was, it's kind of funny before we hit record, I was, you know, doing, doing my prep for the podcast and I went to your guys' website. Is it 412houses.com? That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was like, oh, you guys got a year conversion dial then. It's, it's, it's basic looking like there's so much more you can do with carrot. And you were saying, well, it's converting right now. It's, it's doing the job. Yeah. You know what? It, our, our website is literally out of the box. I mean, obviously we changed a lot of the content, things like that to rank for SEO purposes. But from the design side, I look at, cause I deal with sellers when we're buying properties mm -hmm. and I, I try to think, okay, what, what's a seller looking for? They're looking for somebody that's local, that can buy their house. That doesn't look like a big bank that's going to come pound them. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to make my website real fancy looking and intimidate people? They're looking for a normal person. They have problems. They're vulnerable. So that's one thing I like about it. I didn't change much on the design side and it converts like crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I recommend people yeah, check it out, do the same thing. Think about your audience, you know? 
Yeah. yeah, we have people that ask us that all the time. It's so content heavy, that site itself. Like we have no testimonials or anything on there. Um, but the content itself is so, uh, it's very uh, granular when it gets down to the SEO, like the keywords behind everything. But it converts very well from a paid traffic standpoint too, because it's just a direct message in the hero mm. section with that form. So it kind of does the best of both worlds for us. Okay. So I've built a number of websites for myself personally, both on like, you know, platforms like Wix and whatever, and, and on Carrot as well over the years. Um, Chad, I can relate to you because you're driven, seem, seem to be at least, correct me if I'm wrong, driven by aesthetic and really invested in the importance of branding and consistent branding over long term. Um, would you agree with the statement that most people design websites for themselves? Like your average real estate investor agent, they're they're spending all this time customizing it, doing what they think is cool or important in their eyes. Do you think they're doing that more for themselves than what their client is looking for? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Like, And that's fine if you want to go that route and you want to over-design the website and have this beautiful looking site. But at the, if you want leads at the end of the day and you want conversion, you should go conversion-based website at that point where like you can have that front-end looking site that you might send if you're talking to somebody somewhere or want to refer people to or post on Facebook yourself, okay, have that awesome site to look to send uh, people to. But if you're doing SEO, if you're doing pay-per-click, Facebook ads, all of that, you do need to think in a conversion type mindset to have that site. And you can put a, a conversion-based website on a subdomain, whatever it may be. And it doesn't have to be your front-facing website. If you care that much about your brand and everything, which will carry weight over time, um, you can set it up that way. But you do. At the end of the day, it's deals, it's leads and deals and money that matters. So you should think that way. Yeah, Brady, I think you're right too. We did, the, I did this once, me and Chad, we did it with a postcard though, not a website. And we made it what we thought would look fancy. And it was for us, like what you're talking about. We made it, hey, here's what we want to look at. And it was real fancy. We sent it out and we got zero phone calls. And then we sent yellow letters, which are ugly, but effective. And we do get phone calls. So I think with websites also, people have in their head what they want to be seen at as versus what the sellers are looking for. And they design their website based on that versus what's important. Mm. Yeah. It's almost not an identity thing. It's like, I want to be perceived this way instead of like, what's going to, you know, what's going to get the job done. It's interesting. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing. Um, so uh, we've talked about carrot out of the box. We've talked about some of the, like the, the most basic things that make a high converting website. When you launch your care website, there's three things you need to address to, really kind of boost your conversion and make it personalized. Um, the first one is, you know, personalization. So your logo, your brand colors, so you can have a cohesive look and feel and have it set you apart. Um, second would be localization. So making sure that you are uh, local to your market. And then the third would be credibility. So adding your first testimonials. Um, let's touch on these three real quick. So personalization, logo and brand colors, um, Chad, Brian, what are you guys doing as far as personalization on uh, your websites? So I'd say on personalization, uh, let, let's talk about the logo, not not even looking at the design, but uh, I get a lot of people coming that want to be known as like Pittsburgh Acquisitions LLC is their brand name versus something like Pittsburgh Guys by the House or something like that. So one thing to look at is same on a per keeping on a personal level, think about your brand and logo the same way. What are people going to relate to uh, that don't make you look like a big conglomerate company? Mm. 
You know what I mean? What do you think on uh, Chad? What do you think on the design, like on logos? Well, you're gonna be looking at it from like our like four one two houses locally, like around here in Pittsburgh. People wear four one two shirts. They wear four one two hats, four one two bumper stickers, like everywhere it is. Like you know what four one two is, mm-hmm. and that's why we picked four one two houses. It was just like a local feel. Whereas like you know your area code, you live in Pittsburgh. Like that's just it's a big thing here. But when you get down into like the logo and stuff, like yeah, you should have something that like you want to represent especially if this is like your full time, this is your business all in, you want to have something that you're comfortable with that you like that you're fine with promoting. Um, But at the end of the day, you don't have to overthink it. Like it doesn't have to be crazy professional, perfect. Uh, It's not going to be the end all be all to if somebody fills out a a form on your site or not, we've had sites with no logos, and they've converted. So Hmm. um, that's just something to keep in mind. Here's the real question, half serious. Does every real estate investor have to have some shape of a house inside their logo? I don't know if I've ever seen one that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, there's usually always, I don't know if the, I don't know if you have to, there's usually always some resemblance of a house in there though. There's always a house in there. Yeah, or at least the roof. Yeah, yeah you get the roof, the roof, or like the end of a key or something. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's true though. Every single one. Um, okay, so personalization, we've talked about uh, logo uh brand colors any thoughts on you know this is i I can't forget this is design and conversion any thoughts on colors in general just at a high level i know these are the things that you know they seem really simple some of us don't think about them at all but some people will i'm probably one of those people will just like rack their brain on for days like i have to get the perfect color any specific colors you see converting well or just feeling right for our industry you know what? This is funny you bring this up because Chad and I talk about this and we disagree, we agree to disagree sometimes um, on colors. So my opinion on colors are, especially with ads when you're doing paid marketing too, I think the brighter colors, things like that, like uh, a blue and an orange converts really well. It looks good. You can have orange CDAs, they call to actions. Mm-hmm. I look at that just because I've been in this a long time. They said, uh, back whenever, back in research, eBay uses blue for buttons. Amazon, u- or not blue, they use the orange for buttons. Uh, Amazon uses the orange. And they there have been tests studied that say those are, those specific colors make people more likely to click. Um, but that's, that's just my opinion. I like the brighter colors, things like that, that are totally uh, contrast to your website color for your call to actions. Um, and then Chad can give you his two cents on colors also. Well, and that is, before you go, Chad, that is, you know, it is not just your opinion, but that's what we found at Care. We've tested, you know, button colors, you know, numerous times over the years, and that's what we found at Care as well. It, want, it needs to be separate from your your brand, the look and feel of the entire website. It's not supposed to be blending in with your logo and the other elements. So a CTA, that call to action button really does need to pop out. It's usually orange. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that, like, especially on CTAs and everything. But you should have, like, complementary colors to one another. You shouldn't really go really out of the box just because you like green and red or green. And I don't know. I can't say off the top of my head what are complementary colors of one another. But we've had people come to us with stuff like brown and purple or something. That's just, like, completely like, hey, guys, like, this, this really does not look good. Like, would you mind if we change this? So, like, if you really don't care at all, I would just, like, Google, like, what are complementary colors or what are some color palettes that work together and just pick one of those and work off of that. Mm. Um, but again, don't overthink it. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, on some stuff, it's particular, it's personal preference too. Like even on motivated leads that we are just with our new brand and stuff. Um, a lot of it was personal preference and bright CTAs. Yeah. Brady, one tip too, that, that you can look at is really easy for people. If you Google color wheel, 
it'll bring up a circle with all the colors. And if you make a P symbol, usually like if you pick your dominant color, if you like say you come down and then a piece on the circle, those use those two other colors will usually complement the main one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I think actually, now that you mentioned that, I think Adobe has a tool. If we find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But if you Google like Adobe color wheel, actually, it'll, you know, you can say, here's my favorite color. And then here are the five complementary colors that go with it. So you don't have to rack your brain on like hit up all your interior designer friends. Hey, what, you know, my favorite color is dark purple, Chad. What goes well with this? Well, if it's dark purple, nothing. Start over. Don't make a dark purple website, please. Um, Anyways, enough about colors. Uh, the, the point is don't overthink it. Choose good looking colors. You know, uh, get some feedback from a few friends, people in the industry. Hey, how does this look? Does this feel good to you? Is it easy to navigate? Another easy way to think about it too is that if you really don't care, we did 412 houses, black and gold. Pittsburgh Steelers are black and gold. Pittsburgh Penguins hey. are black and gold. Pirates are black and gold. So it's a localized mm. color that a lot of people recognize. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's huge to think about like, what is, it makes it so much easier. Like, what is the city love? You know, I grew up in San Antonio, so I can relate to that because it's like 210 everywhere, you know, everybody's just repping the 210. It's like 210, you know, it's San Antonio. Um, and it's like San Antonio Spurs. I mean, they're, I think they're black and silver now, black and white, but back in the day, or maybe they changed back. It was like the teal and the orange and then the, like the pink fuchsia, like Fiesta colors. And like, that was the theme for the city. Like everybody knows those like that weird combination of three colors and it, it does really well. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that connects you too. Cause it makes you know, it makes them know you're local and you get it. Yeah, exactly. Next point, localization, anything else you guys are, are doing as far as uh copy, anything you're changing on a care website out of the box to tell people, Hey, we're local, you know, so they, they've seen your four, one, two, they've seen the black and gold. Maybe they've read your about page. Anything else you're doing to say, Hey, we're local guys. This isn't really on conversion, but we'll go in and build a lot of city pages that just for SEO presence, things like that, which we can talk about at a different time. Mm -hmm. um, but I would go in and put, put um, like on your about us page, write that out, put pictures of your family or pictures of you, uh, things like that on the about page. Same. If you have testimonials, toss them on there. Like we don't have them on 412 houses. We, it, we'd probably convert better if we did. Um, we're like the shoemakers with holes in our shoes sometimes, right? But on your website, put those testimonials and things like that too. Um, and just make it personalized. Just so, so there's a part, cause there's so many carrot has a lot of, a lot of investors use carrot, make yours different, make them know that you're the person behind it. Yeah. The cl clients that do make them more personalized or show off their family and are comfortable with that and things, it seems like they do get a better response. Um, as far as like feedback, even on ads and stuff where you see that, just our industry in general, people are always saying that you guys are trying to seal our house from us or do this or do that. But if you push a family out there and take it as more of like a, that type of approach, they don't seem to get as much negative feedback. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we had a Daniel Kong on the podcast recently talking about SEO and he's crashing it in Hawaii. I can't remember where in Hawaii. Anyways, um, he's got one of the best about pages I've seen for a care website. I mean, just one of the best about pages I've seen in general. And he did something really interesting as he put um, himself, his spouse or his partner, and then his entire team on the page where most people are like, oh, well, it's just, it's just me. I'm just the guy buying houses. But he put everybody, you know, all the way down to VAs, like, you know, beautiful headshot and then a bio. And it's like, this is a team effort. And it just, it made it so much more personable and that much more credible, especially, you know, in Hawaii where there's a, 
a higher trust factor is needed. You know, you really need to be local. Yeah. Hey, Brady, you know what? That just made me think on your thank you page on a carrot website, toss a video on there. Hey, thanks for filling out a form. Here's what to expect next. And then mm -hmm. go down through it. Uh, someone's going to be giving you a call. And here's what here we're going to come out and give you an offer. Things like that also are really good on that side. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. Thanks for throwing that out, man. I mean, that's something that's like, it's funny. It's e-commerce like standard practice or like online marketing standard practice. But I don't think you see many people doing that in our space. No, yeah. you don't. And it, and it helps because like you figure they're filling out five different web. A lot of these sellers, they're on Google pay-per-click, just go into people's websites. Mm -hmm. But if they see you and then they see your website, you're a real person. And then after it's like, Hey, you know what? Thanks for filling out a form. Here's a, here's what we're going to do. You expect a call from us. We're going to ask you some questions. And then if it's a fit, we're going to come meet with you. It lays out the objections and it puts their guard down when you do end up talking to them. Hmm. I love that. That's a good tip, man. Um, okay. So we talked about personalization, localization, um, credibility. We talked about um, adding some of those first testimonials uh, to help increase conversion. A couple more things and we're going to wrap it up and then we'll move on to part two next week. But um, we, we kind of touched on this in the beginning, but any other considerations uh, you guys would make as far as when you're, when you're changing up your website, when you're getting traffic from paid ads versus organic SEO, what needs to be different in, in simple terms? Okay. So the SEO has to be optimized content to rank, right? So they're usually more content heavy, longer pages. Um, you still want to format them, not like you're just pasting a Word document onto a page, but uh, format them, but they're going to be really content heavy. With paid ads, you don't, you don't really need to. Like you need to have content and things on there for quality score on Google for pay-per-click, but not so much. So you need to have those really uh, call to action direct. So it's two different audiences and so SEO, you're trying to have the search engine understand what the page is about. So you need the content. Paid ads, you don't. You need to have hard call to action right at the beginning. People have to understand exactly what your website is about within one second. And then you can sell mm. reasons underneath it, but it has to be like super fast. Mm. Yeah. You know, we had a client today that uh, actually asked me about, um, well, we're offering dis different dispo methods now. Um, where we can list, we're going to do innovations, we're going to do this. Can we lay that out on the site or in the hero section somehow? I'm like, you're going to confuse them. Like, they just want to know, can you buy their house fast? Can you buy it for cash? Can you get it quick? Whatever it may be, like just a one-liner. You don't want to put that all in the hero section, especially on paid traffic um, when they're trying to figure out like, well, do they do this or they do that or they do it all? Like, you can really confuse a seller at that point, especially when they're desperate, stressed or whatever it may be situation mm -hmm. they're in. Yeah, you do want to keep it simple. And that, that brings up a good point too. Say you're say you're targeting specific types of things like inherited homes. You, you could have one specific landing page. We buy inherited homes fast or sell your inherited home fast. Have the messaging really clear. If you want to have five different things, make five different landing pages and send different traffic to them that are relevant. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There was actual, actually a, um, a thread going on internally here with the Carrot team about... Um, I think a couple of members had burst the topic of, Hey, what about a, what about a website template for uh, creative finance? And so it was this conversation of like, ah, would it confuse them? Is it too much? Do you save that for the closing table or do you save that for the, the seller appointment? And so it sounds like, I mean, that's kind of the direction we were leaning, but it's like, well, um, 
maybe not necessarily what you would lead with, but uh, something you keep in your back pocket to help close a deal, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Because the seller doesn't know what creative financing is. They just right. want to sell their house. They're just looking for, can you buy it? They don't care which which way, like how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that term is definitely going to, that's going to confuse them. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. One more question here and we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, uh, and we might dive deeper into this in the, the next episode, but anything you're doing to make sure your site converts well on mobile. It's funny, even just me phrasing the question in this way, because it's mobile is the majority now. Um, but anything there? You know what? Carrot, Carrot does a pretty good job on mobile. We did, um, something in the CSS, we want the form to be in like on your phone. We want the form to populate right at the top. Hmm. So we were able to actually remove some of the text on mobile that's above the form to pull it up so that they can see sell your house fast. And then the form is right there without scrolling. Hmm. That's a good tip. Have you guys done any testing on that to see, is that converting better or is it more of just a gut feel? No, it, it converts better. Yeah. It's okay. actually something we, we try to do for like all clients because it actually converted so much better for us. Well, sorry yeah, we for actually, making you spill your secrets on the podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? We actually just did a uh, test with Carrot about a little little ways back, testing different things on the landing pages, which we can go into as well if we want on the uh, next episode. But yeah, we spent a we spent sent a lot of traffic with different landing pages and test all kinds of different stuff, which was cool. Awesome. That's the perfect cliffhanger. We're going to just Netflix you guys. That's the perfect cliffhanger for the next episode. We're going to talk about, get a little bit nerdier, a little more nitty gritty and what some of those tests are that these guys have ran. Um, that's about it for this one. Uh, make sure to go to care.com slash convert uh, to get all of our guides and best practices or checklists, all our other podcasts on website design and conversion. Um, if you guys want to work with Brian and Chad, um, you can tell just from this conversation, they know what they're doing. Um, they're 100% working with real estate investors, getting motivated seller leads. That's why their business name is Motivated Leads. Anyways, if you want to work with them, uh, go to marketplace.care.com. If you're a Care member or just search Motivated Leads on Google and you will find them, it's proof is in the pudding. Um, if you're looking for more of a, a done with you option, if you're like, hey, this is really cool um, and you want to work with the Care team to uh, do your SEO and, and do a lot of your other stuff, you can go to care.com slash authority and check out our authority leader plan. Uh, but anyways, uh, join us for part two next week and we will see you guys later.